For Apple TV's For All Mankind, Episode 6 from Season 4, we saw amazing storyline development, more drama, and also very dramatic reunion. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first... Let us begin. Cheers everybody, welcome to Brustilled. I'm your host Brandon, and for this episode of Brustilled, I'll be recapping episode 6 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, season 4. It was an amazing episode, with excellent storyline developments, more character study, and also major changes that will come for the final 4 episodes of season 4. Before I begin my recap though, what beer am I pairing for this episode of Brustilled, and for Apple TV's For All Mankind, episode 6 from the 4th season? That beer comes to us from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York, and the beer is called Space Dream. Because an outer space, especially with season 4 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, there are a lot of dreams in outer space. Space Dream from Other Half Brewing is a hazy IPA brewed with a single hop variety and that is Galaxy Hops. And Galaxy Hops are an excellent hop for this amazing hazy IPA from Brooklyn, New York, brewed by Other Half Brewing. Space Dream contains flavor notes of passion fruit, guava, and peach. It has a nice creamy flavor to it as Space Dream is also an oat style hazy IPA that comes with a nice malty finish. It's definitely very unique because the oat influence really does affect the flavor of the spear and also in a very good way as well by adding a nice texture to it that's almost malty. Space Dream comes in a 16 ounce can with a 6% ABV. It's an excellent beer to pair as well with outer space and also with a nice oat influence that makes this hazy IPA really unique and also flavorful with some nice fruity flavors. And that beer is called Space Dream from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. Definitely do check it out. So here goes my recap of Apple TV's For All Mankind, Episode 6 from the 4th Season. If you've not seen the show, and you want to watch For All Mankind, do not proceed forward, because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. Episode 6 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, Season 4 starts off in Russia. After from last week's episode, from that discovery of the asteroid named Goldilocks, which contains iridium, and dolls are said to be enough to supply the entire world, it creates a very unique situation, as now the Mars Seven Nations are now meeting in Russia at a summit in the Soviet Union, at the request of Roscosmos, because the Soviets want to have major leverage after this discovery of the Goldilocks asteroid. And now, this episode features a summit in Russia with a lot of high stakes and a lot of political intrigue. For the opening, we do see Margo monitoring the arrivals as he arrived to the summit. It's really fascinating because I never saw Margo doing this. It's like she's a spy for the KGB, and I wonder why they have Margo doing this by watching all the attendees. But also more intriguing, Margo does see the arrival of Elida from here at the summit. This raises Margot's interest. She zooms the camera repeatedly on Aleda, watching her movements, and also feeling a longing and I do see nostalgia for their days together back at NASA. It's very much a very powerful scene for Margot, as after all these years living in Russia, she now has a chance to reunite with Aleda at the summit. Also, Margot's also working with Irina as well by providing valuable information and also advice through an ear speaker at the summit. She's telling Irina what to say at the summit, but also giving her scientific knowledge and also giving her everything she needs to negotiate at the summit for this asteroid known as Goldilocks in order to get the Soviets leverage in the negotiations. At the summit, it is discovered this asteroid will cost a lot of money in order to mine it and also give its location in outer space and also in Mars orbit. When asked about the cost of mining this asteroid, Elena tells the attendees at the summit it will cost two trillion dollars to mine this asteroid known as Goldilocks. For this cost, this does not sit well with the attendees at the summit. They want something more 
cheaper, more cost efficient, and also more speedy as well because Elata tells him as well that the resources from his asteroid with all the iridium it contains will not be available to the year 2040s, given a very long time for a mining process and the resources from the asteroid will not be available right away. This causes a major issue at the summit because the attendees want something much faster and also probably gives the Soviets much more leverage in their negotiations. Still though, Irina seems very unsettled in negotiations and this tells me something. I do believe that the Soviet Union's economy is at risk right now, it's also at stake right now, and also at risk of a major collapse. And this asteroid known as Goldilocks is probably the last hope the Soviets have right now in order to save their economy from collapse. And Irina also knows this as well because she's a heteros cosmos, but she also has an answer to higher authorities in the Soviet Union government, who are right now probably watching the summit and making sure that Irina comes back with a major win for the Soviet Union. From what I saw in the episode, the negotiations really don't go anywhere in terms of resolution that satisfies all the attendees of the summit. I mean, think about it. This asteroid is rare. It contains a lot of precious metals that could also really change the rural economy for several years to come, and also for generations to come as well. The thing is that we see the ugly side of politics in this episode, with all these Mars charter nations starting to bicker and fight with one another for a piece of this asteroid. And I'm starting to wonder, could this asteroid be a major accident waiting to happen? I mean, is there idea to mine it even realistic? I just don't know about that because I see this asteroid known as Goldilocks just being an accident waiting to happen and also a major disaster. It sounds way too good to be true to be honest. Despite that though, they think they can do it and also Eli later in the episode comes up with the idea to move the asteroid closer towards Earth and away from Mars orbit to also just raise some other controversies which we get to later in the episode because it's also a very big deal as well because we definitely do see different agendas in this episode from different parties with their own intentions and also motivations. Then again, the theme of the season is Gold Rush and it's now a new Gold Rush on Mars and now in outer space. From the corporations, the nations, and also the workers on Mars as well who will have their own agendas and their tensions with this asteroid. For the Ed storyline, we see Ed back on Mars in his new life on Mars after getting fired by Danielle in a past episode. And also very surprisingly, Ed is very upbeat and also very optimistic and also happy-go-lucky. Ed wakes up in his room on Mars in Happy Valley and he has a pretty happy life actually. He's not down or depressed about getting fired by Danielle, he actually seems liberated at the same time. We do see him talk to Kelly who's on her way to Mars with her son, who is also his grandson. He's talking to people on base. They're kind of surprised he's very happy as well. Eventually Ed goes to Speakeasy as he knows where it's at, he also knows all about it. He goes there, rings the doorbell, Elia lets him in, and all the patrons and regulars there, including Elia, are also leery and cautious about Ed's arrival. But Ed assures them he's there to join them in drinking and also join the camaraderie. He takes a seat at the bar and orders a drink and has a very pleasant talk with Elia about the speakeasy. For Elia, he does ask Ed how he found a speakeasy and Ed says in his experiences in the Navy and also in outer space at NASA that if there's a speakeasy and a distillery on base kept in secret he's going to find it eventually and he has no problem with it. He likes a beverage somewhat but also gives a critique to Elia on how to make the beverage much more drinkable and better tasting. Elia is also very happy about this and tells Ed he wants Ed to join him on the speakeasy but also that will be short lived and I'll get to that later. For Ed's new role on Mars, he's now a project manager as now no longer the XO but still has some kind of responsibilities as he's still employed by Helios. The human services director comes to Ed's quarters after Ed wakes up hungover and tries to smoke a joint only to realize he's got to get rid of it so he doesn't get caught. Ed sees some documents involving payroll. His signature is requested on the spot but he also closes the door on the human services director as Ed has a mischievous grin in his face as Ed does have different ideas for these payroll documents. The things I saw in this episode for Ed, he was a different guy. 
guy. More likable, he was like the Ed in the past few episodes in terms of he wasn't grouchy, grumpy, and also flat out pain in the ass and also a jackass. In this episode, Ed was more likable and also more pleasant to be around, and I liked his newer version of Ed. Going back to the summit, Margot talks to Serena about Elita as Margot wants to work with Elita on a solution for this asteroid to get into Earth orbit. Irina does not like this idea at all because it also reveals Margot's defector status as the Soviet Union is keeping Margot as a state secret. The thing is though, Irina also knows Margot's after something else. She further presses Margot why Margot wants to work with Elita on his asteroid for a solution to get into Earth orbit. Margot relents and tells Irina she wants further control over at Star City by being in charge of overall operation. Irina then tells Margot the truth does come out, that Margot actually craves power as power is a drug that Margot is also addicted to. Margot doesn't seem to agree with this, but she tells Irina she is tired of hiding and wants to be more public with her role at Star City, even though it also make her defector status known to the United States and all over the world, by also making Margot the most hated woman in the United States. Irina tells Margot these are the consequences, and Margot tells Irina she's willing to live with those consequences. Later in the episode, Irina does grant Margot's wish, and Margot does go to Elena's hotel to reunite with Elena at her hotel room. At first, Elena isn't there, and Margot looks at the work she's been doing so far on this asteroid. Elena walks in and doesn't know it's Margot. She probably thinks it's someone from the KGB or also a spy, but Margot turns around and has a very emotional reunion with Elena, as Elena is also very happy and very surprised to see that Margot is still alive, but also is very short-lived because Margot eventually tells Elena about how she defected to the Soviet Union. Elena is angry. She tells Margot about her experiences during the NASA-based bombing back at the end of Season 3. She tells Margot about the entire experience, and she even tells Margot that she tried to find her after the bombing, and she thought Margot was dead. It's a very moving scene, very surreal, and a very interesting reunion between two people who are very iconic in the series, and two of the best characters, who are now getting reunited under very difficult circumstances. But Margot tells Elena she wants to work with Elena to bring the Goldilocks asteroid to Earth orbit. She presses Elena by saying that if Elena does the work with Margot, she'll never find a solution, and it'll haunt her for the rest of her life. Eventually, Elena does relent, and eventually start talking about a solution to bring this asteroid to Earth orbit. But also, I definitely do believe there's more to the story. Because I don't think Elena fully trusts Margot, and Margot probably knows that, but also is wishful in terms of thinking that Elena and Margot will work together without any difficulties. For the Miles storyline, we see Miles back on Mars. He's thinking he's still working with Elia on her black market operation. Miles goes to the loading dock to gather more supplies, but is also rejected by an employee there who he once worked with, who now tells Miles she can no longer work with him on his black market operation. Miles is confused. She walks away, and eventually Petrov, a guy who knows Elia, confronts Miles and almost strangles Miles and tells Miles he's no longer welcome there and will no longer be working with Elia on her black market operation, all because of Miles mining rocks on Mars for profit back on Earth. Miles, though, isn't deterred. He's also very sad about what is going on, but also is relentless in order to work his operation, despite any opposition from Elia and his fellow workers. Miles goes to the North Korean side and meets with Lee. He tells Lee that Elia never wanted to grant passage to Lee's wife to come on Mars. Lee isn't very happy about this. He's actually very angry and outraged by seeing what Elia is doing is flat out unacceptable. Miles is very empathetic towards Lee and tells Lee he wants to help Lee, but also he doesn't know how to do that right now without Elia's assistance. Eventually, North Koreans from the North Korean side of Happy Valley go to Petrov and beat him up and flat out kick his ass. We find him in the doctor's office on Happy Valley being treated by the Soviet doctor. Elia then arrives and sees what happens. They tell Elia it was an accident, although Elia does notice more to this than meets the eye. The Soviet doctor treating Petrov 
Kasparov then gives a cryptic comment towards Ilya by saying something that only Ilya knows what it is. This tells me that the North Koreans and the Soviets probably have some kind of secret coded language in Happy Valley that only they can understand. Ilya then goes back to the speakeasy and finds Miles there waiting for him. Before Ilya can say anything, North Korean guards come right behind Ilya and stand in place. Miles then tells Ilya that he's no longer in charge of the speakeasy as the speakeasy now belongs to Miles. As Miles flight out staged a coup against Ilya and is now the main guy on Mars and turns around a black market operation. Ilya is heartbroken. He tries to raise with Miles, but Miles also reminds Ilya that he did send Petra to put hands around his neck earlier in the episode. He then tells Ilya that even though what Ilya did to Miles, he's always welcomed there to speak easy and to join Miles on his rock operation on Mars. But Ilya doesn't join Miles, and Ilya just leaves. Showing that Miles is now a different guy in this episode. What the scene does tell me though is that Miles, with for being the HVAC repairman to now the main what I see as a crime boss on Mars. I can't think of a better way to put it right now actually because Miles right now is a mastermind on Mars. He's now collaborating with the North Koreans to run a black market operation. But also Lee wants his wife on Mars and can Miles make that happen because I don't see how Miles can get Lee's wife on Mars because he doesn't have Elias connections to make that happen. So Miles right now is a main guy on Mars and turns a black market operation but also he has a promise to Lee. Can Miles keep that promise to Lee because right now he's in charge right now of a black market operation but he also has a debt to pay to Lee at the same time. That theory can get complicated as season 4 does progress. For Sam on this episode she's working more with workers on Mars from Helios to unionize because Sam isn't happy about the worker conditions on Mars and also for the lack of pay at the same time. She's advocating for a union on Mars with the Helios workers and is meeting with them at the speakeasy to make that happen. There's a moment in the episode where she's holding the secret meeting with the Helios workers, Ed arrives to the secret meeting. At first, Sam doesn't want Ed there, as she knows that he's bitter about being relieved as XO of Happy Valley. But also, Ed comes with those very same documents he was given by Human Services, as to present evidence of the Helios workers being screwed over by Helios Corporation in terms of pay and their bonuses, and also involves this Goldilocks asteroid. At first, Sam is also skeptical, but Ed does provide documents and evidence of what's happened to the Helios workers. He presents them the documents he has about the payroll and also shows there's evidence that the Helios workers are going to get screwed over on his Goldilocks asteroid. Ed then advises the Helios workers to take Sam's advice and to unionize and shut down Happy Valley. For the episode's final moments, Margo holds a press conference announcing to the entire world her defector status in the Soviet Union. I can't help but think that what she's reading was written by the Soviet Union and is flat out propaganda. Behind her, Irina is there watching all along as Margo does give her press conference to the entire world. We see Danielle and Mars give a reaction in this, she's not very happy about it, and furthermore, Margo does announce that she'll be a, the director of the Roscosmos program to bring the Goldilocks asteroid closer towards Earth to get an Earth orbit in order to mine it faster to gather its resources. This scene was mind-blowing because I think we all knew this day was coming that Margo's secret in the Soviet Union will be revealed to the entire world and also to the United States. But it was very shocking to see at the same time, because think about it, who is Margo Madison? We all love Margo, she's one of the best characters in this series, but does she crave power as Irina does believe, or does Margo believe in space exploration, or is it a combination of both? I just don't know right now. I definitely think it's a combination of the two, but Margo does care deeply about space exploration, but also wants influence and power at the same time. I think Irina is right about Margo, when she sees Margo as craving power. Also in this scene, Elaida is watching a press conference, and her face is really hard to read. All she does is shut off the TV, and that's how the episode ends. So for this episode, it was actually 
pretty good, and also drove the story further in Season 4, as you're now more than halfway through Season 4 for all mankind. The thing is though, what happens next? Because I think this asteroid is a major disaster waiting to happen. I think it's too ambitious to bring it closer towards Earth. I think it's flat out dangerous, and we'll see a major crisis come from it as a result. But also, how will Margo and Elena work together and make this happen? Because the way the episode ended, I can't help but think that Elena still holds animosity towards Margo in terms of her defecting to the Soviet Union. Yeah, they'll work together. Elena will likely hate Margo and never forgive Margo for what she did by being a defector to the Soviet Union. I think that would be key for the storyline going forward in Season 4, with Elena and Margo working together. Still though, I do see tension between the two of them for the rest of Season 4. Speaking of tension, I saw tension between Margo and Irina this episode as well. Now, this here is really bad for Margo because Margo is in the Soviet Union. She's under Irina's authority, and I think Irina was also irritated and also not happy with Margo for aspirations to work with Elena on this asteroid project. So I saw tension between Irina and Margo in this episode, and it might put Margo in a very difficult spot in Season 4 as it does progress in the storyline because Margo, the whole world now knows she's a defector, and the United States is definitely not happy with that at the same time. And Margo needs Irina for further help later in the season. But what if something happens in the Soviet Union? Because I definitely do believe the Soviet economy is at stake with this asteroid. They're probably facing an economic collapse, which will bring an end to the Soviet Union. And Irina does know this, which is why she wanted that summit in Leningrad in the Soviet Union for this asteroid project. She wants the Soviets to have the leverage and also the upper hand in these negotiations because she knows the economy of the Soviet Union is also at a grave risk at the same time. So where does that leave Margo? I think it leaves Margo in a very tough spot because the Soviet Union does collapse in this season, she could be screwed. She will not get help from the United States and also might face further consequences in a different Russia in a post-Soviet world. But that there has yet to be seen. But I definitely do believe Margo still will pay for actions from Season 3 and also from her defector status in the Soviet Union. For Miles, can Miles work with Lee and the North Koreans? Because Miles now is a new guy on Happy Valley in terms of to speak easy. But also, Lee wants his wife on Mars. Can Miles make that happen without Elia's support? I don't know because I think Miles is probably got temporary operation right now in terms of control and also might got too ambitious by granting a wish to Lee to get his wife on Mars. Can he probably get Elia to help him do this? And also, does Elia have a higher authority to answer to and also a very close connection on the Phoenix space? Because Ed told Elia that in order to run the black market operation and to speak easy on Mars, he needs better connections and higher connections likely from the Phoenix space, which is at space station from season 3. I think Ely does have a higher connection and could probably get Lee's wife on Mars, but can Miles make that happen? I don't know yet, and I can't see things ending well for Miles to be honest. I think this guy's more like a guy who's gonna have a very tragic ending in this season. I definitely don't see him as a long-term character in the season, and will probably not likely be in season 5. But also for Miles, what happened to him and Sam? Him and Sam have not spoken the past two episodes. Are they kinda odds together? Sam was speaking with another guy on Happy Valley and is now running a union campaign to unionize the workers on Mars for Helios. So, where do Sam and Miles stand? I don't know, and I do wonder, will Miles and Sam reconcile? And will Sam find out what Miles did to Elia? I definitely do think that will happen, and how she reacts will be very fascinating. The thing is though, both Sam and Miles are revolutionaries and rebels in Happy Valley. They get their own motivations, their own causes, but they're also kindred spirits at the same time. I definitely want to see where the story goes in Season 4 and hopefully get some answers in the next episode. Also, we saw several motivations and desires in this episode. Helios has their own aspirations for profits from mining this asteroid. The Mars Seven Nations want their own aspirations as well. 
and their own goals and agendas. Ed has his own agenda as well, and the Helios workers have their own as well, along with Miles with a speakeasy. That Drusilla in this episode, all the multiple motivations and the goals and the aspirations the characters have in their own desires and their wants in Season 4, they all really showed a lot of intersecting in this episode, and I do wonder, how do all these storylines end at the end of Season 4? Because I can't see happy ending for everybody, and I definitely do believe this asteroid is just a major disaster and an accident waiting to happen. I mean, having an asteroid like Goldilocks off Earth orbit, in my view, is an accident and a disaster waiting to happen, which could trigger a major crisis in Season 4. I definitely do believe that the Goldilocks asteroid would trigger a major incident and a crisis on planet Earth. I just think it's a really flat-out bad idea. Of course, we all know, Margot and Elena work together to get to Earth orbit, but is that even realistic to make that happen? I think no right now. I think it's too good to be true. And we'll probably get our answer on that towards the end of Season 4 because I definitely do believe this Goldilocks asteroid belongs in Mars orbit. And trying to bring it closer to Earth is a flat-out bad idea. There is also looming worker strike on Mars. Can Ed and Sam make that happen? I definitely think they will because in a preview for next week's episode, the looming worker strike will play a center role in next week's episode, and I definitely do believe we'll see workers revolt for Episode 7 for Season 4 of Apple TV's For All Mankind. So there are just four episodes left of this series for the fourth season. How does it end? I don't know, but I definitely do believe we'll see major events unfold for the final four episodes. This season has been pretty unique. We saw older characters and newer characters coexist in the storyline, and also major events unfold as well. It's been the most unique season so far in this series, and I do wonder what happens in Season 5, as the show has also yet to be renewed. I definitely do believe we'll see a Season 5 for Apple TV's For All Mankind, but also, is the show starting to show its age? It's been said the show will last all the way to Season 7, but also originally it was Season 10. I mean, the season is great, I love it, but also is very unique at the same time, but not in a bad way, just in a very quirky way. By seeing our older characters getting older in this series, but I cannot imagine this series without characters like Danielle and Ed. I want to see them make it to the end of the series, and without them, if they're not there, I think the series would just be a shell of itself. And for this season, we saw Ed get older, showing that his end in the series might be coming to an end, but I can't imagine a series without Ed, and also for Danielle, and also for Margo and Elena. I mean, they were there from the very beginning, and I definitely want them to make it towards the end of the series. However though, the passage of time and Father Time are imminent, and time cannot be turned back, including in this series. So we'll see what happens in the final four episodes of Season 4, but definitely there will be conflict in Happy Valley, with Ed and Sam leading his workers' revolt. How does Danielle deal with this, and Dev will arrive on Mars as well, and will likely see this firsthand. But also back on Earth, Margot and Elena, how will they work together, and is Margot further jeopardizing herself back in the Soviet Union by creating tensions with Irina, and probably even the Roscosmos? I think Margot has bought herself some time in this episode. And also, what happens with this asteroid Goldilocks when it comes towards Earth orbit? There are several unanswered questions so far for Season 4, including Miles and Sam, and Miles being a new guy in terms of a, what I call as a speakeasy crime boss on Happy Valley. All these questions I definitely do believe will get answered in Season 4, but I don't see happy endings for everybody. For now though, that is where I'll leave it. And that should do it for me this episode of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your Zard Podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Please check out this podcast over on Instagram at Bruce Podcast over on Instagram. Also, please stay tuned for, for the recaps of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season, the 2023 NFL season through the House Lombardi, craft beer content, guest interviews,
interviews, and other topics of interest. Please do enjoy some good beer, bourbon, whiskey in this Christmas season. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me. And I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed and be the silk, folks. Cheers. Cheers.